What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and before we get underway, I wanted to wish a happy and healthy Thanksgiving and holiday season to all of my listeners and your families and everyone close to you. These are the times of year where we love spending time sitting down, being with family, being with those you love, and enjoying food football, family, and everything else that comes with this time of year. So we always appreciate you. As I say every week, we know you're all in, and that's why we're all in as well. And let's get into it. So today's guest, I think you may have heard of him, number 80, in your hearts and in the, in the end zone often, Victor Cruz joins me from a driving range somewhere in these great state of our states of ours but uh vic was kind enough to join me uh, and really was generated from a text message that i sent to vic saying are you having any flashbacks with another jersey guy and tommy devito doing what he's doing and i got a photo back from victor of tommy devito and victor cruz together I'm going to save it for our interview, but let's just say that there are more ties than just being from North Jersey between Victor Cruz, Giants legend, and Tommy DeVito. Well, I guess you could say a legend over the past seven days, that's for sure. And, you know, you have two Jersey guys who are known for their touchdown celebrations they were both long shot undrafted rookies now Victor didn't come on until his second year in 2011 but obviously the preseason breakout against the Jets came in 2010 so it was no better time than catch up with Victor Giants Patriots on Sunday obviously the Patriots play a big role in Victor's career here and I think you'll enjoy what we talked about, his memories, what he thinks of Tommy DeVito, what he thinks of the story, and then a little bit on the Giants and what they're going to do going into the future. But this is an interesting game for Thanksgiving. Giants sit at fifth overall, according to Tankathon. Patriots are ahead of them. In that race for the number one pick, it's really a race for the number two, the top two picks. And coming out of the Washington win, everyone is going to be talking about how the Giants blew their chances. Well, you go and you lose this weekend to the Patriots, and you're likely right back in that mix for that one, two, three spot in this draft. So we'll see how things play out as the season progresses. Some injury things to think about for the Giants. Dexter Lawrence has a hamstring. Not sure how serious it is. 
Uh, he'd normally get a rest day today. He was not practicing. Brian Dable didn't seem too committal about Lawrence being back tomorrow, but we'll just have to see how things play out going into Sunday's game. Obviously, that would be a huge loss for the Giants' defense. Uh, I'll pump the brakes on the panic from that respect, and let's just see if Dex can get back out there on the field. Bobby Okereke has a hip injury and a rib injury. But it sounded like from Dable that he will be back tomorrow at practice. We'll see. He was not practicing today. Darius Slayton, it's more of a neck issue. Sure sounds like a stinger to me. Said it, it was that clarified as an arm on Sunday, but now it's a neck injury. Uh, so we'll see. Slayton was not practicing today. Dable did not rule him out yet for Sunday, but I'd have a hard time thinking that Slayton's going to come back before the bye. And Tommy DeVito, his third start on Sunday. Bill Belichick, less committed to who his starting quarterback will be. Mac Jones, Will Greer, uh, Malik Cunningham, and... Bailey Zappi are all in the mix. Belichick essentially said we'll have all of them ready. When Mac Jones met with the media Wednesday morning, he said he was planning on being the starter. Uh, That was his plan. We'll see if that's Belichick's plan or Bill O'Brien's plan moving forward. But the Tommy DeVito story is a great one. It's a local story, and it blew up nationally. First, because people were mocking him for living at home. Talk to Victor Cruz about that a little bit. I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, But just an interesting story, and no one knows better than Victor Cruz what it's like to be a Jersey guy, a long shot, and receive sudden fame and celebrity like Tommy DeVito has than Victor Cruz. So without further ado, let me get to... A driving range somewhere in the United States. And let's go to my interview with Victor Cruz. All right, so obviously, you know, Tommy DeVito starts doing what he's doing here and we get all the Jersey thing and, you know, you know where my mind goes. And at some point, it's an unfair comparison looking at your entire journey, but Take me back to the beginning of your journey, because if anyone knows what it's like to follow in those footsteps and and walk in his shoes, what he's dealing with right now, it's you. Do you go back to the preseason game for your sudden fandom and celebrity, or do you have to go back to 2011 and when you, you did what you did against the Eagles? No, it was definitely the preseason, man. And I think it was before that when you start to see it, right? As I'm doing well in practice my rookie year, as I'm starting to turn heads a little bit during these practices up in Albany, you start to see the chatter and the newspaper clippings and they start to mention you a little bit. And even that alone, you know, like was, was a huge deal for me. So to see that kind of transcend and to grow over time and then obviously get into that first preseason game, that was the coming out party for me. That was the real, like, I deserve to be here moment, not just for everybody else to see, but for me to see, like, for me to know, like, oh, you really belong here. This isn't just an opportunity that you're going to get and, 
and uh, and it doesn't come back around. Like you belong here, if not with this team, somewhere else for sure. So tell me, you you obviously you have a, a really cool connection with with Tommy DeVito, and we'll get to that in a second. But you're on the post game show on Sunday. Uh, you know, we all watch you on the Giants channels, and uh, you're watching him do what he did in Washington. Now, obviously, coming out of Dallas, it didn't have the same feel. You know, he gets that touchdown to Shep at the end of the game, but I don't think people really bought in. As you're watching that game play out on Sunday down in Landover, what what do you think, and what's what's running through your mind and, and your reaction as to, to see what he's doing? Man, for me, it's just, uh, you know, it's inspiring to a certain degree. Obviously, seeing him, you know, coming from a young age, you know, seeing him in high school and just being a kid, you know, being a guy from the area that's seen him and that's understands what it's like to play New Jersey football, understands what it's like to go from New Jersey football to play on your home team and, like, have an opportunity like the one he has, and I'm just rooting for him the whole time, you know? So even with all the bad, I'm like, get up. Every staff, I'm like, get up. And he comes up, and he makes a play, and throws the strike, and he's, he keeps picking himself up, himself up off the ground, and that's what's really inspiring to me is, like, if anything else, the guy's a warrior and uh, and understands what it is to be a professional and carry himself in the right way. So let's talk about your connection. I text you last night just saying, hey, you having any uh, flashbacks when you're watching Tommy DeVito? Because I didn't know the connection, uh, which is, you know, a, a knock on me because I'm supposed to know all Victor Cruz uh, connections. Um, but tell me how you met Tommy DeVito. How did that come about? And catching, you're, you're one of the first Giants, if not the first Giant, albeit not a current Giant, to catch passes from Tommy DeVito. Yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty ill moment that kind of came full circle. So I was, I remember it was back in like 2016, and that's all season. And I was looking for a quarterback in the area to throw with me and just have someone kind of get some timing down, run some rounds, kind of get after it a little bit and break a sweat. And had a couple had uh, Julian Talley with me as well, who was out there running around, running some routes and stuff like that. So I just needed somebody. And my trainer asked my trainer, I was like, "Hey, Sean Danell," and I'm like, "Yo, do you know anybody?" that knows any quarterbacks in the area. I don't care if they're in high school, but, like, they got to be at least a stud or somebody that can throw a football well and things like that. And he was like, I, got, I know just the guy. And he reached out to his coach or his trainer, his quarterback coach, and uh, and he set it up, and we met up at the field right there. I believe we went to win in Patterson. Yep. yep. Uh, and, uh, and we just ran around for about an hour and a half. Stretched out, got busy, ran some routes, did some things, and it was uh, it was it was a fun time. Now that was when you were coming back from the calf injury, right? Fifteen correct, into correct, sixteen. Yeah. So exactly. for you at that point, I mean, it was really a proving ground, the fact that you can get back to to where you expected to be. I mean, you were coming off the knee injury and then the calf injury. So that was a huge part in your life right there and your NFL career to show that you can get back to, to play in high-quality ball. I mean, so this wasn't just a throwaway. You guys went to a park. I mean, that was an important part of your rehab that, that offseason, right? Absolutely. It was one of those make or break years for me, obviously, understanding that this was, you know, kind of the third strike kind of kind of thing. I had injured two years in a row and I'm trying to fight back and get back out there and make sure I'm at peak performance. So it was definitely during a, a special moment and a monumental moment in my recovery journey. 
And uh, and yeah, Devito's part of that man. And it was, uh, it was a fun, it's a fun story. What what did what struck you about him back then? I mean, back then he was just coming off of his state championship at Don Bosco, I think. If that, if I have the timing right. So what struck you as uh, you know as someone who knows what it takes in this league? I mean, you you made your name with with a Hall of Fame quarterback here with the Giants. What struck you about a teenage kid from from Cedar Grove? Well, first of all, I mean, back then I was worried a little bit just about arm strength, right? Like you want to make sure he can make all the throws and like he's, he was like a junior at the time, yeah. a rising senior maybe. And I was just like, can he make all the throws? And they looked at me, you know, and he's like, he, he can make all the throws. And I was like, okay. And went out there and I remember running some intermediate routes, kind of some hitches, slants, just to get things going a little bit. And then, um, and then we got to like a seam route, like a, like a deep seam ball and he roped it. It was like 25 yards on a rope on the, on the seam. And I said, okay, he can make the throws. And it was an NFL ball. So it was, you know, I, you know, so it was a little bit different than the high school ball he was playing with. And he, um, and he was throwing some balls out there, man. And it was, it was, it was good. It was a good afternoon. When did you realize when he, you know, was it back in the spring when he signed as an undrafted free agent? You know, how far did you take that after you guys worked out together? Did you follow him in college? Did you realize, you know, up until he got to the point where he signed with the Giants that, oh, man, this was that kid that I threw with? Yeah, I followed his whole career. Syracuse, obviously, then at Illinois. I would watch him on Saturdays. Anytime they were playing, I'd make sure I keep a just keep a third eye on the game and check the score, check his stats from time to time. So, yeah, for sure, I was always kind of keeping tabs on my guy because, you know, on top of just being a good dude and meeting him in high school, but he's just a local product that you just, once you hear about him, you just want to keep tabs and, and see what he does and see where he goes in his career. So, so yeah, I kept tabs on him. Then when I heard he was a giant, I was like, of course, of course he's here. Like, you know, it just makes sense that I would follow him and then boom, he ends up, you know, right in the backyard. So it's good. Tell me a little bit about, you know, when you hear about his experience as, you know, look, he's an NFL long shot. I mean, you were an NFL yeah. long shot. You know the odds. I mean, but the odds for a quarterback is are, are even slimmer than, than you know, where you were at a, as a wide receiver. It's not to minimize. I mean, certainly you had to beat yeah. the odds considerably. Uh, but to do what he's done to get to this point. Now, we don't know where it goes from here, but. Put that in perspective for me because you lived it at a time when, you know, people told you, yeah, well, preseason's nice or your first game is nice, but you're never going to do what the dream is. Yeah, I mean, you always have those people, right? You always have those naysayers or you always have those people that may not believe or see the way that you made it there that they don't have the, the faith in you. But I think that's... You know, all us undrafted guys, all us highly drafted guys, like, there's just a different chip on our shoulder, man. There's a different way that we approach the game because we appreciate it. Not that the first and second rounders and those guys don't, but there's just a different level of appreciation that we have for the game when we, you know, when we have to fight and scratch for it and then we actually get it and we want to cherish it and keep it with us. So he understands that. He knows all about adversity, about transferring schools in the middle of his college career is an easy, I'm sure. Like, he's had his fair share of adversity for sure. And now he's reaping the benefits of the hard work and understanding, you know, that 
if he puts something good on film now, he could be paid in the future for years to come. And, and he knows he got he's in a rare opportunity to take care of his family and do some great things if he just continues to take strides in the right direction. Did you get a kick out of the stories about him living at home and you know it, trying to save his money as a as an underdog free agent, you know that kind of thing? Uh, because you know what it's like, you know you know being that close to home and you know what's at stake. What what was your reaction when you started hearing those stories? Yeah, I can really relate because I was one paycheck away from living with my mom's rookie year too. So I understand that completely. So no, I get it, and that's the mentality, right? He's not afraid to sacrifice sacrifice whatever to make sure he's on target and on task for whatever his goals and aspirations really are so shout out to his moms and shout out to his parents who like you know they raised a good kid if that's where his morals lie and he's got to say you know that first year is about saving man save 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 so as much as he can't do that it'll prepare him for years to come we have to talk touchdown celebration because we all saw his, uh, you know, nod to his Italian culture. And you obviously made your tip to your culture uh, with with your salsa. And then shout out to Mike Sullivan, the new play caller in Pittsburgh. That's the first thing I thought of when Sully got that gig yesterday when Matt Canada was fired uh, in Pittsburgh. I thought of you and the inspiration behind the salsa dance. Uh, so what is it about Jersey guys and put nods to their uh, their heritage and their culture when it comes to scoring touchdowns. Man, it's just I don't know. It's just something about us Jersey folks that just appreciate where we came from and our heritage and and it's so strong here, right? Like, the Italian culture is so strong here in New Jersey. You see it in every fabric, in every town from the restaurants to just the, you know, the areas of town. Like, you just see it everywhere you go. So, like, it's that strong. Just like the Latin culture is just as strong as well. So just like, you know, we just take pride in it, man. I think that's the biggest thing is that our heritage and our cultures are just, we're so prideful and we love where we come from that we want to display that every chance we get. And I think, uh, you know, it is perfect. I love it. I was doing it in the living room. <laughs> well, your you know your your life right now. I love following your life via Instagram because, uh, boy, you certainly between golf courses and uh, shore, you know, somewhere in the shore across the world and fashion shows. You're at a at a driving range right now, right? That's the the noise in the background. Yeah, exactly. Like the driving range. You know, it's about the reps, man. The, I saw a quote from Chris Paul yesterday. He said. He tells his son, reps remove doubt. So the more reps you get at anything, man, it starts to be more and more believable. The more confidence you build and the more, uh, you know, the less doubt you have when you're hovering over a ball. And it might be worth a couple of dollars, Art. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, you, you got a sec just to talk your, you know, your feelings on where the Giants are right now and what, what yeah, they've got sure. going on. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on, I mean, you've obviously been in the building a little bit uh, recently, just your thoughts on the current administration, you know, between Joe Shane and Brian Dable and the coaches that are here, you know, you've been through the highs and the lows here uh, with the Giants. Uh, where's your temperature at in terms of what you think these guys can do, regardless of, you know, being three and eight this season? 
Yeah, I think they're in a unique place. You know, I think they're in a different place than probably where they thought they'd be. I honestly feel like this is the year we were, we all thought we were going to have maybe a year ago. Yeah, I agree that, with you. Yep. That progression year, that kind of like figure it out year, still developing the team. I think we caught a flash of a year. Well, let's be clear, guys played great and played above the numbers and won a playoff game. Like, that's an incredible feat, but... Uh, I think going into the following year, fans, especially from the outside looking in, were expecting that same level of play, if not better. So I think going into it with that expectation really kind of let us down when you look at the first month, the first two months of the season in terms of where we were now. When you look at the makeup of the team and you look at the injuries and you look at the things that have transpired, you understand that this team is in a different mode. They're still figuring things out from the, you know, from the influx of different receiver sets that you see coming into the game. Like, there's still things they're trying to figure out with this team as the season progresses. I just want them to put a great brand of football out there. And, you know, aside from this past week at the Commanders, I don't think it's been that way the last two, three weeks or so. So I'm excited to see where this team goes. I have absolute faith in Dayball and Joe Shane. I think those guys are incredible. Um, but I think they, they also need time to draft the guys they want to draft, get another year of free agency, start to develop his team the way we want them, the way we, you know, saw in Buffalo and things of that nature. So I think we can give them that grace period, but I just want a better brand of football out there right now. And the Commanders was, was a great start. You know, uh, you know what it's like around here trying to be the quarterback, and then you also know what it's like from your experience with unfortunate injuries, and Daniel Jones has obviously faced a, a lot. Um, I mean, if they're in position to get another quarterback in here, besides Tommy DeVito, of course, and, and I think Daniel Jones will be here, um, what, what's your feeling on that? I mean, how, how difficult of a situation is it to kind of make that decision? Because, you know, you were here... And you threw your support behind Eli, even when most people thought Eli should have been done, you know, even before Daniel got here. What, what's your take on that? And um, is that just part of the business that you almost have to accept that, you know, sometimes you have to make that move when you're in position to do so? Yeah, sometimes it's a tough decision. I think they really got to analyze it and see what type of production and what type of quarterback they want to lead this team. I think they got to ask those really tough questions because, Obviously, they've invested some money into Daniel Jones. He, he, he will be there next year, but are they going to draft this potential, you know, you know, person that's going to take the helm after him, or, or grooming the next guy now because of the uncertainties and, and kind of the ups and downs of Daniel Jones' play from time to time? So, I think that's the tough part of being a GM, being a head coach, being an owner. Like those are the tough questions that you got to ask yourself. Um, but I think they got to ask it because when they look at the quarterback crop that's coming out this year, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good one. So, and I'm sure they're going to want to potentially be in that mix and go see a bunch of guys and do their due diligence. So, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, last thing, Giants Patriots certainly has a different flair. Victor Cruz knows all about that. Uh, so this weekend, I'm not sure if you're working the game or not, but uh, you know when you see Giants Patriots, I, I would imagine you you have those flashbacks to all good things. Yeah, 100. percent Always, you know, they always hold a place in my journey and in, and in uh, you know the Super Bowl run and all the good stuff and Tom Brady and and uh, you know battling that team was was unforgettable. Winning the Super Bowl was unforgettable. So anytime I see the pass on the schedule, it always uh, brings those nostalgic memories back. 
of us uh, of us beating this, you know. Victor Cruz, you got any uh, any projects you you got coming up that you want to talk about? You you know you got uh, you're always busy, so I know that. But what what you got going on in your life right now? Yeah, man, look out for those crystals uh, chicken spots opening up soon in Patterson in the tri tri county New Jersey area, and uh, and and that's it, man. I got a lot going on. You'll see me out there, and then. You know, I see you at the games too. I'm working at the post game show. So if you see me out there, say hello. Don't be ashamed. We'll take a photo, do the thing, and uh, go Giants forever. Vic, man, always a pleasure. Always appreciate it. And we'll catch up soon, all right? Happy and healthy nice holidays. Start. Happy holiday season to you and your family. Same to you as well. All right, bro. All right, peace. All right, special thanks to Victor Cruz for joining me. A lot of great stuff from Vic. So I was able to get into the locker room after practice and ask Tommy DeVito off to the side about his workout with Victor Cruz. He said he couldn't believe it. He believed it was Mike Teal, uh, who at the time was his offensive coordinator at Don Bosco. Obviously, the former Don Bosco and Rutgers star Mike Teal ended up in the NFL with the Seahawks. Uh, so another North Jersey great uh, and Teal was the one who called DeVito, and DeVito said, when Teal said to him, hey, Victor Cruz wants to throw with you, DeVito said, Victor Cruz? What, what are you kidding? So that's how that came about. They were at William Patterson, former giant Julian Talley, UMass with Victor, uh, represent UMass, my alma mater as well. Uh, so it's always a small circle in North Jersey when you cover North Jersey. Uh, so, you know, DeVito said he, he remembers it like it was yesterday going out there and throwing uh, to Victor Cruz. And then what do you know? He's now in the same locker room and leading the Giants to wins the way Victor Cruz did back then. And, you know, let's be honest. What what did Tommy DeVito prove on Sunday? Uh, I asked him that. And, you know, DeVito was pretty you know, pretty upfront. He said, you know, proved I can, you know, I can play in this league. But at this point, you know, you turn the page and 24 hour rule and you move on to the next one. And now he's got to match wits with Bill Belichick and uh, the Patriots staff that actually coached DeVito in the Shrine game in Las Vegas. Uh, and that kind of led to Belichick's interest in DeVito when the Giants waived him at final cuts uh, and that's one of the reasons why the Patriots were really interested in DeVito uh, having him come aboard obviously he went with his gut feeling stayed here in New Jersey stayed with the Giants like their plan that they had for him and the plan no one would have ever expected the plan to turn into what it has now Tommy DeVito getting ready for his third start uh, as the Giants number one quarterback against Bill Belichick and the Patriots on Thanksgiving weekend. So talk to Victor Cruz, Victor, about the celebration and ended up being able to talk to Tommy about the celebration. And I got the lowdown away from the cameras about how that came to be and what he was doing. Assistant Athletic Director Phil Bazzario not athletic director, athletic trainer. I'm so used to saying athletic director from, again, the days of covering high schools. But Phil Bazzario is the assistant athletic trainer here with the Giants. And every time Bazzario sees DeVito, he does 
that gesture, the hand gesture. And it's the, the finger purse is what it's called in the Italian culture. Hat tip to my wife, who as I do, is of Italian descent. And we went and looked it up and found it. And that is what it's called. It's called the finger purse. So that has the emoji about it. You read it in my column about Saquon and Tommy uh, that posted on NorthJersey.com on Tuesday. And so Tommy said that's where it came from. He said Phil talks to him and does that to him every day. He said he thought about the culture but never thought about Victor Cruz's nod to his Latin culture with the salsa. Uh, said it just came about and that's the way it worked, he said. And in some ways, if you can make Italian people, old Italian people smile or all Italian people smile, that when you're Italian, you know, you, you always talk with your hands. And I wrote that back in the spring when Tommy DeVito first met the media here after signing with the Giants at rookie minicamp, uh, heading into rookie minicamp and how Tommy talked with his hands. Take it from me, someone of Italian descent who's from North Jersey. I talk with my hands as well, and that's kind of where Tommy DeVito, where that story has come from. Look, you like this Tommy DeVito story, you know where it's coming from. I got you covered all the way through, and now you got another chapter with his connection to Victor Cruz. No one would have ever imagined Victor Cruz's story turning out the way it did. Of course, the Giants are not heading to the playoffs in Tommy DeVito's first breakout season, but they didn't go to the playoffs in Victor Cruz's rookie year either. It was year two, and then obviously in 2011, they go all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, Tommy DeVito doesn't have to do that to be a local success story. He's already gotten to that point, uh, but... It's just an interesting and a fun story to kind of spice up what had been a lost season and is a page turner as far as uh, the organization is concerned looking ahead to 2024. Still games to be played in 2023, still stories to be told. Tommy DeVito is one of them. Appreciate you being all in. We're all in as well. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you on Sunday from MetLife, Giants-Patriots, pregame and postgame. Keep it right here.